This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 15th. 2023. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, many thanks to Ralph Yarusso and all of you that tuned in to hear him during last week's special edition of Franchise Today in celebration of the Veterans Day holiday. As a celebrated veteran himself, as chairman of IFA's VetFran Committee, and as a personal friend of many years, it's always a pleasure to have a conversation with Ralph. But this one, was one with purpose. To all of you in VetFran leadership, thanks once again for all that you do to help those leaving the service and their families transition to civilian life in the world of franchising. Now, before I tell you about this week's guest, another reminder to please pay a visit to the recently launched Franchise Today podcast website. Browse the library of past interviews and please leave a review. You'll find us at www.franchisetodaypodcast.com and you'll be much appreciated. This week, you're going to have the pleasure of hearing from another very affable and capable franchise executive, as my guest today is Stacy Ryan, Chief Operating Officer at the School of Rock, one of my favorite franchised brands. As their website describes them, the School of Rock is a trailblazing global children's franchise concept that has, over more than two decades, established locations in 15 countries across the globe. Now, with more than 338 locations globally, they're also the largest music school franchise in the USA, helping aspiring musicians master skills, unleash creativity, and develop tools that they need to thrive in life. They do it all with their patented performance-based curriculum, improving people's lives through the power of rock and roll. I'm coming right back in two minutes or less with Stacy Ryan, Chief Operating Officer at School of Rock. Don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests elevate profits and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, how does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device, loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio-optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. So, stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. 
Just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code FRANCHISE and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at atmosphere.tv and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Stacy Ryan joined School of Rock as an independent consultant in 2015 and worked her way up the ropes to VP of Operations and ultimately Chief Operating Officer. Stacy oversees the day-to-day administrative and operational functions of School of Rock worldwide. As you will hear, after graduating from Rutgers University, she was set on becoming an elementary school teacher. But that was before she got bitten by the bug for business. Then all bets were off. Her reputation is for redefining quality, raising standards, being people first, and driving results in everything she does. Well, she's here right now to tell us all about it. Stacy Ryan, welcome to Franchise Today. Thank you, Stan. So happy to be here. As we were talking about in the green room before we sat down to talk. I think this is the first time that I've had three executives from the same company as a guest on Franchise Today. So that tells you something about my affection for School of Rock, doesn't it? It sure does. And I appreciate that. I'm happy to join the club. It's been a great club. Well, you're in great company with Tony Padulo and Rob Price and a host of other people in the franchise world that have taken the seat before you. So we appreciate you taking the time today to join us and do what I ask people to do each and every week, Stacey, begin the conversation telling us where and when and how franchising bumped into you. Yeah, so it was actually quite an interesting journey. I spent my whole childhood and college life focused on becoming an educator in the schools, actually a a kindergarten teacher to be specific, and got my degree there, student taught, went in for an interview um, in the school that I student taught, basically had the position and something in my gut just didn't feel right. And in speaking with my mom, you know, she's like, pension, great hours, great benefits. And I said, you just listed all the wrong reasons to become a teacher. So for the first time in my life, I went and took a job that did not work with enriching youth in any way. And I went to a home health aid agency. So I went from one end of the life spectrum to the other. Uh, It was a small company. I mean, it was part of a franchise organization but it was individually owned and operated. And it was there that I realized I I had a true love for business and for operations. And I reset a lot of their procedures and implemented systems and really organized the office management. But I really missed working with children and having impact on their lives. So after about a year there, I found Huntington Learning Centers, and that is where I spent the next decade of my career. I went there as a perfect blend of education and business for me, and I started entry level. By the end of my tenure there, I was running the whole Northeast region, and when I reached a point in my career where I was running their top location within the system, they started to lean on me more for franchise training opportunities. Up until that point, I had only been exposed 
opposed to the company-owned side of the business because Huntington was a blend of company-owned and franchise. But at Griswold, you were on the franchisee side, so you were working what? for a local franchise operator? Yeah, yeah. They were they were an individual owner. They had their own location, so I worked in that one location with them. So I still wasn't really much exposed to the idea of franchising, the concept of it. I just knew I ran this office for this lovely husband and wife team that had bought this franchise business. So then once I started getting more exposure at Huntington, I started just seeing the difference in the the relationship. And I became really enamored with the idea that this wasn't something that you could just say, hey, go do this. It was really the idea of I had to really get their buy-in and their understanding and their commitment of, hey, this is what we do. This is why it's so great. And this should be something that would be great for you also. And it was just more of a partnership and more of that consulting approach. So that was my first experience with franchising. I used to tell people when they asked me to try to help them understand the difference between a company-owned operation and a franchise operation, you kind of just touched on it. It reminded me of something that I haven't thought about in years, which is I would try to tell somebody who wasn't part of the franchising dynamic and didn't understand it, that the goal of a really good franchisor is to be like an angel. And in the middle of the night, when your franchise is deep in sleep and snoring, you're like an angel and you whisper an idea into their head, into their ear, into their dream that the next day sticks with them and they give you a ring and they say, hey, I had a dream last night, a crazy idea. Can I run up the pole and see what you think? And you say, well, of course. And then they say, well, what do you think? And you say, that's a great idea. What can I do to help you make that happen? That's the perfect marriage of franchise or franchisee as compared mm -hmm. to do this because I say so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always work with with my team, you know, we never manage that way. Even we own and operate 47 locations within School of Rock. But I always focus with the team on always that why. You've got to get the why. You don't want anyone doing anything because because you said so. You want them to do it because they're committed to it, because they understand the benefit to it and really get that full buy-in. So I completely agree with what you said. After I left Huntington, I moved on to Goddard Preschools. And Goddard's system is 100% franchise. So I left my company-owned management world, luckily had a little bit of a taste of the franchise community and the difference in those relationships. And then I went into Goddard and I was working with the top and bottom 10% of the system. So I had the unique opportunity to learn from the most successful franchisees. What were they doing in their school? How can we systematize them, roll them out to the rest of the system for their benefit and also how to support them with their unique challenges of being a high performer of building with capacity and managing a wait list. And then also with the bottom performers going in and again, developing this partnership with these owners and getting them to commit to a true turnaround plan. And sometimes that actually was composed of just a controlled exit of the system. So just being able to identify if it just was not the right fit for them within the system 
and exiting from that system in a controlled manner. Just leaning into that relationship component and getting the most out of them that I could in a partnership approach. I mean, what a, what a wonderful group of owners Goddard was. I really learned so much with my time there and saw the passion and the difference that they were making in children's lives and just the comfort it would give parents having this safe, highly educational space to leave their children to go to work to. And I fell in love with it actually so much that Stan, I signed a franchise agreement with them. Oh, wow. I had to be my own franchisee. <laughs> yeah. Which is how I uh, how I landed at School of Rock. Well, tell us about it. Yeah. So I signed the franchise agreement with Goddard. I could not continue to be a corporate employee and a franchisee at the same time. Conflict of interest. So I transferred my team to one of my team members who was promoted. And once I transferred the department... I left Goddard and I had some time to kill. So I had a previous work history with the former CEO of School of Rock. She had actually just recently joined School of Rock. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, you know, I've got a few months to kill before my school is open. Do you need any help there? And her response was start tomorrow. And so the next day I started School of Rock as a consultant with no intention of staying and uh, nine years later, I'm still here with no intention of leaving. <laughs> so life took a turn for me. And you know, in hindsight, all things for a reason. And I made the decision to cancel my franchise agreement and stick with School of Rock full time. I think you were destined with your maiden name being so close to Garfunkel, you had to find your way to music, didn't you? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Although I am not a musician. Regrettably, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on finding the time. <laughs> However, yeah, I, I came in and after just a few months here with School of Rock, you know, it was, it was funny for me. I, I always tell this story how when I joined School of Rock, I had to convince myself that I was still enriching children's lives, that I was still having impact. And it was music education, but it was still education. And I remember saying this to myself out loud. And very quickly, I realized that not only was it the most impact I was having on children's lives, but it was the most critical role I have ever played in my entire life and career. Yeah, so very quickly, I just saw that the role that I was playing was the most critical that I've ever had an opportunity to be a part of. And I, I knew that School of Rock was the place for me. So I made the change and have never looked back. Well, you told me at the beginning before we began recording that you really loved your story and you would enjoy telling it. Now I understand why. We're talking today with Stacy Ryan, Chief Operating Officer for School of Rock. We're going to take a quick break, Stacy, And when we come back, let's talk more about others of your passions with working in the world of diversity and inclusion and work with women to get more women into business. So we'll talk about all of that and more on the other side of a quick break. Don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. In today's world, franchisors must apply systems that manage and support all aspects of franchise relationships, whether it's supporting prospective franchisees on their discovery journeys or getting units open and properly supported, whether it's managing legal, compliance, and royalties, or managing franchisee location and ownership information. I'm talking about FRM Solutions and the power of one, one system, one tool that manages it all for multiple stakeholders 
stakeholders across a single brand or across an entire enterprise for multi-branded portfolio companies. Yes, a single instance of FRM is all it takes across departments and across brands. One system providing a single source of truth that will push pull and integrate with data from other sources plus frm offers dynamic and comprehensive dashboarding and robust reporting with customizations available across all departments and brands so replace inflexible take it or leave it platforms with a more personal approach and satisfy the needs of many with the power of one frm solutions the only one that lets you have it your way visit frmsolutions.com to learn more or to order up a demo today. And the conversation continues with Stacy Ryan, COO at School of Rock. And if there's anything that I've taken from the first half of our conversation, it's how passionate you are about anything that you do. I did a little sneaking around on your LinkedIn profile. and I, I saw something about something called Front Woman. What's that all about? Yes, Dan, thanks for bringing it up. So Front Woman is my passion project. And I have been in corporate America my entire career. And it is more challenging for women. And getting Getting to a sea level was a climb and a steep one. And to date, only 28% of C-suite roles are held by women and far less than that. I believe it's 8% are women of color. So very small numbers and we have a lot of work to do. And when I finally reached that point, it was almost like the first time in my career I felt like I could actually exhale for a moment and just be in my space. And what I quickly felt was an incredible increased level of responsibility to help others who are trying to climb that same path that I did. And that's where Front Women came from. So in 2020, I'm, I'm sitting in my home office like most people and just had this idea to put this group together, this community resource group, and reached out to another incredible woman on my team at School of Rock, Joe Livick, and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, and I'd love for you to do it with me. Are you interested? And she was all in um, as soon as I told her what it was about. So Front Women is a community resource group, and what we look to do is just educate, support, and have safe space for anyone looking to navigate these challenges, whether it's in corporate America, the music industry, or any industry at all. And we do quarterly newsletters. We're about to put our next one out shortly. We're highlighting Eva Gardner, who is an incredible, successful bassist. She travels with Pink and Cher and has done stuff with Gwen Stefani and one of the founding members of Mars Volta and just incredible insight and articles and questions of how did you do this and how did you navigate it? And then we also do quarterly meetings where we get together on Zoom and we just talk about different topics, how to identify and help fight microaggressions, how to recruit more allies after the Me Too movement. So just heated topics that Sometimes you don't always feel comfortable talking about, but 
things that we need to talk about. And the more we talk about it, the more we're going to be able to move forward. So it's been really incredible for me because every meeting that we have, I spend hours reading, researching, preparing materials, but I always learn so much just in the conversations and seeing the relationships that are being built and seeing the vulnerable conversations and stories that are being shared. And we have women, we have men, you know, you name it, everyone joins these meetings and it's just a fantastic community to be a part of. So our goal is to continue growing it. You can visit frontwomen.org for more information and join our mailing list, follow us on socials and and join our next quarterly meeting because it's just a great group of people talking about how we can be better. Are you active at all in any committee work with IFA? I am part of the Women in Franchising Network up here for New England. So I'm part of that and I participate wherever I can. So yeah. I want to invite your participation in something that's been a part of my world for as many years as I've been in mainstream franchising. I'm a founding member of IFA's Diversity Institute and you belong there. You should definitely be involved with our work on that board. I would love to be part of it. Thank you, Stan. We'll make that happen. Why don't we move back to the School of Rock. You mentioned everybody in 2020 working from their home office. I can't imagine what kind of drama must have ensued when the country is shut down and a business and a franchise that depended on working with children in music and studio is suddenly hitting brakes. What did the world look like then and how did we navigate through that? Oh man, what that was a scary time, Stan. So in all reality, School of Rock should have ended during the pandemic. We are a business of putting kids together in a room, singing loudly into microphones and projecting their vapors into the air. And, you know, our business is focused on that community. And it was exactly that that navigated us and helped us not only survive the the pandemic, but really thrive afterwards. And it was the power of our community. So we overnight switched our operations and went fully remote and always prioritized the health and safety of our community every single decision, every step of the way. We recruited a top expert medical advisor to help us navigate these decisions to ensure we were taking all of the right things into consideration. And we innovated. We innovated like I've never seen before and new ideas coming from owners, from team members. Instead of putting on shows, we did live stream shows. We recorded records, you know, getting the mechanical licenses. We did shows in parking lots, movie theaters. We implemented a Zoom sessions, weekly um, artist sessions of meet and greets where amazing artist partners hopped on and just did Q&A with the School of Rock students and answered questions. And we did everything we could to keep the music going because what I had said earlier, I realized at School of Rock, it's so much more than education. We are in a space where we don't just teach music, we improve self-confidence. We help with depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation. Our role goes so much further beyond the music. The music is truly just our vehicle. And COVID was not the first pandemic that School of Rock has had to navigate. Teen suicide has been a true pandemic for us and worsened throughout the pandemic. So we knew we had 
had a very important responsibility to keep that going for the mental health of our students, our staff, every member of our community needed this music to help them continue to get through it. So we as a team that pride ourselves on all of our School of Rock knowledge and history over decades and decades of experience literally threw all that out the window and said, all right, let's rethink this. How are we going to keep this going? And it was magic watching it unfold. And it was one of the darkest times of my career and also one that I am truly the most proud of as well. Post-COVID, are there any disciplines or practices that were changed during the pandemic that have stuck? Yeah, I, we still offer for remote lessons. If someone is not feeling well, if a family is traveling for a week, if someone is in an area where they just don't have a school of rock available to them, we still offer remote lessons for all of those opportunities. So that's been really special because we're able to further our reach and our impact. Additionally, we started doing live streaming all of our performance shows. So every three months, our students put on, you could think of it like a, a recital, but it's their show. It's what they're, them and their band have been practicing for and learning for three, four months. They then put on a show. During the pandemic, we weren't able to have audiences, so we would live stream them. Well, we got inundated with relatives and grandparents who were like, thank you so much. I live in Florida. My grandson is in in Austin, I've never been able to actually see his show other than in videos. And now I can watch it live. And this is wonderful. And please don't take it away. So we've maintained that also. So most of our season shows also have a live stream opportunity. So people can watch from the comfort of their home and whether they're in the same state or in a different country as their family members. So now we're three years out of pandemic. What did you take from that that has made you stronger? What is the thing that is going to launch you into the new year and for the next one, three, and five, that it's the other side, it's the rubber band, it's the springboard out of COVID. Where do, yeah. where do things go that they may never have even been contemplated to go as the result of that time? I think the strength of our community really was just incredible during that time. And we already had a great community, but during COVID, it just was magnified tremendously. So I think the knowing of the franchisor and the franchise we are all in this together and having that partnership and that ability to work through problems together. And even if we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, working together to know that we're going to find the steps, even if it's just one step at a time, but we're going to find our footing and we are going to get out of it eventually. So that has been just a tremendous result of the pandemic. Along with, I have a team of 19 on the operations team that I'm honored and humbled to work with every day. And all of them started, all but one who I directly recruited myself, started in a school of rock themselves as a general manager. So they always went into solving problems of, well, in my 15 years at School of Rock, my 10 years of School of Rock, we have over 200 years experience of School of Rock on the team. That literally meant nothing in 2020. 
And I think it was incredibly humbling for everybody to say, okay, we don't have all the answers and that is okay. But so many answers came from so many different places, tactics that we still use today that were just a thought of a franchisee to, hey, I'm doing this thing and it's kind of working. And we're like, that's a really interesting idea. Let's push that out to the whole system. So being open-minded to accept that maybe we're not the best ones to answer all the questions and finding comfort in those partnerships and and navigating all of it together. How often does the system get together for even for a conversation or a huddle? Do you do those kinds of calls on a weekly or a monthly or quarterly type basis? Yeah. So we have a lot of touch points. We really enjoy being together. So Every other year, Stan, we do our international convention where everyone from School of Rocks around the world will come in and we spend a few days together. We do workshops. We have general sessions. Of course, we have a jam night where everyone gets on stage and jams together. On the off years, we do regional meetings. So same idea, but just smaller, more localized, where we go into specific cities and people come in. And again, two full days of sessions and workshops. And then weekly, we have touch points. So every week we get together, we get on a call, all of our owners are invited to the call and we'll talk about something that's currently happening or sometimes we just open it up and say, okay, what does everybody want to talk about? What's going on? What are you seeing? What struggles are you having? What successes are you having? So we find those opportunities to constantly share ideas. We have our School of Rock Facebook group, which is a private workplace where everyone can go on and just learn from each other and help each other and support each other. Awesome. Stacy. here comes the toughest question of the interview. You ready? Uh-oh, I'm ready. <laughs> what haven't I asked you today that you wished I did? Oh, that's a good question, Stan. Hmm, I don't know. You can just simply tell me that I've covered it really well. I think you have covered it really well. I mean, the areas of passion I have the most are impact on our mental health. Of course, women in corporate America and that world. And I think the most important thing is is everyone finding their space where they belong. So to anyone out there who's struggling, we said this, Stan, we were talking about it during the commercial break. In my journey, my lowest moments in life are what opened up some of the greatest opportunities that have brought me to where I am today, which I am so grateful for. So I think it's important that in those low moments to remember that find comfort that it's opening up space for something greater in your life and know that those moments are temporary because they will pass. It's just pushing through them and find your community to lean on to get through them. What a high spot to close this out on, Stacy. but I can't let you go without asking you for some contact info. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I can be reached at sryan at schoolofrock.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Stacy Ryan, R-Y-A-N. I'm in all the places, frontwomen.org. Please go and visit, check out the work that we're doing there, join our community. And yeah, I'm easy to find. Google me and you'll find me. <laughs> awesome. Stacy. I really can't thank you enough for bringing all this to us today. The thing I get most from you is your passion. And for the audience, more than the words, that's what they'll remember is how you made them feel. And I kind of feel like you did a really, really good job doing that. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Stan. I really appreciate it. Stacy Ryan, Chief Operating Officer at School of Rock. Well, that does it for today. 
Join me again next week and every Wednesday at noon Eastern as I drop brand new interviews with some of the most dynamic, interesting, and successful executives in franchising. Next week, that will be Romp and Roll founders and franchisors Babs and Michael Barnett. Also, please remember to visit the Franchise Today podcast website at franchisetodaypodcast.com. Drop a review, poke around the library of prior episodes, and make guest recommendations. It's always great hearing from you. So, until next Wednesday at noon Eastern, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best. The very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.